Hello everyone and welcome to Monique's Pet Whisper. So I decided to push myself to do this podcast today because I realized that uh, people, like a, a friend of mine actually said, people don't really care about what you have to say. And that kind of stung me when she said that because I knew at the end of the day there was truth to that. Um, we have so many things going on in our lives and hearing people complain about things are not what people want to hear. Um, but the thing is, it's not complaining. It's actually bringing to light things that could possibly make the world a better place. And so unfortunately, uh, people are more engaged with things that cause them to think less and to like more if you know what I mean clicking on likes that may have little substance or some substance or none at all but when it comes to things that may stir up some truth and realization it's harder to, to push that like button um and that's fine I realize that I have to speak the truth about things that I feel are people want to gloss over. But because I experience these things personally on a daily basis, I don't feel that it's fair that I have to to sit quietly while people do the little subtle abusive tactics like in the grocery store, you know, um not moving, not even being polite in the grocery store. You know, it's just a, it's just a lot. So, um, I want to be a voice for not only myself, but really for, for those that want a new society. I believe that we don't have to have things so complicated, you know, um, but unfortunately in the place in which I reside and where I am a native, I am seeing so many changes take place and I'm beginning, I'm beginning to feel displaced and I'm still living in Denver, um, trying to, to help others, uh, with their businesses and really trying to help rebuild things, um, infrastructures and things that can, can help businesses to 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 be better and do better and to expand and I'm not just talking about the rich businesses that have access to things like global trade I'm talking about the one the businesses that are just getting started or that have been in existence for maybe five to ten years and, and you're looking to to take it to the next level Many businesses that took place in Colorado are no longer around and um, small mom and pop businesses. And I think that when we say mom and pop, I kind of feel like it's, I like what, I like what it signifies mom and pop in terms of down home, you know, small community feeling feeling comfortable inside of one shop sort of feeling, you know, um, 
paternal sort of vibe, right? Like I'm comfortable, but but to in today's world, things are becoming more shark sharktistic. <laughs> so mom and pop, it, it's starting to lose its its homey feeling. Is now being placed in a bucket of quote unquote disadvantage or like ones that kind of just do things their own way, but you you need to be in a bunch of mom and pops in order to make a name for yourself. And I think that that even the way we see that, that needs to change also. The reality is there are many businesses that are forming forming that have the capital to form. And they are not, uh, there's not a ton of businesses of color doing that in Colorado. I'm having a realization that is actually hard for me to digest. But the realization is this. Colorado is the 11th richest state in the United States. It holds the most million you know it ranks number 11 someone else said it was seventh I don't know but when you're kind of looking at that big picture we have just as many millionaires that reside here than New York and when you really assess that and you assess the demographic changes and how uh regentrification I'm, I'm so sick of that word and in, in a sense because what are we doing about it? Nothing. What am I just going to keep talking about regentrification and just do people like saying the word because it is coming up all the time, but what are we doing about it? Uh, yes, I've done whole uh, podcasts on regentrification and a lot of people have talked about it, but what are we doing about it? Let me tell you what's actually happening. It isn't that people aren't trying to do something about it, but powers that be it it has to it has to do with if I am a stakeholder from you know whatever country or whatever part of the United States and I have money to invest in property in Colorado I will work with the because of free trade I will work with the real estate companies and um, a list of other people that will will help me to secure this apartment building or this particular uh, strip land strip to develop restaurants or whatever it is. And I, I have this privilege to do that because the neighborhood is changing and we're cleaning it up. You know, uh, it's time to start cleaning up those icky, sticky neighborhoods. You know, I'm, oh man, it's looking at downtown Denver and I'm telling you it's starting to become a a yucky situation I mean you know really good to see all of the new businesses starting to form but I mean these homeless people my gosh Molly they're just taking over the world I mean you know I there was a time where I could just wake up out of my bed and just look at the beautiful sun and the mountains now I'm hearing all of the trains and hearing all of the shuffling of those people that are camped outside of my house. And I'm just, you know, I really didn't sign up for this. I, 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 I don't understand. I mean, you know, we've got all this money pouring into the state and yet we've, we've got all this 
this trash just all around here. I mean, you know, it's getting to the point where I think we need to start, we need to come up with some sort of, I don't know, places to put these people. They can't hang around here. I mean, they're getting my, they're getting Teddy all roughed up and he's just barking all at night at these people. They're rummaging through our garbage and reading all my magazines and I just can't take it anymore. So I'm just ready to, you know, I'm ready to kind of start talking to my, my neighbor Bill up, up Bill down the, down the road here. You know, we've been living in Colorado since for a really long time and we've got folks down from Texas and land all around and I'm I'm not I'm not understanding how if we're raising the property taxes if we're things are becoming more expensive then why are these people moving into our neighborhoods what's the police going to do about this you know I'm starting not to even feel safe in these in this downtown area in Colorado it's just it's just not the same like it was back in Days of ice cream and popsicles and knick-knacks and sugar berries. You know, I'm just ready ready to start thinking about moving, moving a little further out. You know, I got my grandson, Josh. You know, Josh came up from New York and here he is. He's, I'm just so proud of that kid. You know, he was a Gerber baby and he's, you know, we, we, we just made sure that, you know, my granddaughter, she had, she, my, my granddaughter and, and, and my grandson, they're just going to have everything that they need, you know, and I made sure I pour into my daughter and, and my son, because, you know, we've got a lot of things that we need to do to clean up this place. I think Colorado's become a big disgrace with all these this trash just moving on in here and you know Josh Josh is coming up from a from a big real estate firm and I'm really proud of him that kid he's got all his licenses his series six he's got his his project management uh certifications the call it a green belt or a shaka belt or whatever it's called he's got his NBA and uh, public administration, and he's just got a lot of different things going. Oh, well, whatever it's called, you know, I didn't go to college now, Kate, so just back up, okay? Nonetheless, him and his friends, you know, I've got them set up for success. They've already secured some of the downtown properties, and they're gonna make a fortune, I know my grandson, Josh, he's not going to have to really worry about much because trust me, yeah, I've got all the trust going on for him. You know, he's actually just fresh out of, fresh out of graduate school, you know, not much of, not much experience like some of those hardworking, I hate to say it, but some of those colored people, they sure know their stuff, but they just don't seem to know how to really pull up their bootstraps and get promoted. I mean, it really takes the best of the best to kind of move the ship. You know, they, they, they're just not ever going to be there because, you know, we've had to be there to think for them. I mean, you know, our family did a lot of thinking for those, those colored people and 
no, I'm not. Okay, well, you can call me racist all you want to. You know, what's the use? What's what's wrong with the word colored? Aren't they colored? They're very colorful, aren't they? They tell colorful jokes. They're just uh, colorful people. I mean, there's nothing wrong with using that word. Back to what I was saying. We had to do a lot of thinking for those folks. And they're kind of just, they're not like the common man. You know, they don't really know how to operate their families and think for themselves and make men-like decisions and know how to manage the manage the money. I mean, they, for heaven's sake, they don't even know math. I mean, the only reason why those kids get to go to college is because of those funds we had to create for them. You know, they wanted equal access to get into all of our schools, and that's exactly what they did. But they're still gang doing the gang stuff and graffiti and spraying paint all around just like a bunch of hooligans. You know, I'm pretty disappointed that the cops are moving them out of the schools. I mean, what's this world coming to? If we're going to have lawlessness, well, we might as well turn into the wild, wild west. Well, to be quite honest with you, I've been hearing gunshots all around and Just like a lot of stuff happening. No. Yeah, I know. I know that. I know that Mr. Troy likes to round up and shoot his guns. Yeah, so what of it, Kate? You got a problem with that? There's nothing wrong with just bucking off a few shots here and there. Well, yeah, I I don't know what kind of gunshots, like where they're really coming from, but... Okay, all right, well, yeah, it is Troy. Yes, he is doing that. So what? What of it? Yeah, sometimes we get together, you know, every now and then. Us fellas, we go up to them darn, darn hills. Yeah, we we talk around the campfire about the times of old and the things that we need to do to prepare our generations for the change. Yeah, we know about this change that's coming. It's a rumbling underneath my feet. I feel like the life in the... I feel like my dollar's not worth a red cent. Every time I try to get millions, it just seems like it's nothing but a dollar. Yeah, I know there's people struggling and hungry, but unfortunately, they, they're not really here with a purpose. So you have to be able to have the mind to kind of understand how to how to how to operate everything and these colored people just they've always been they've always been servants I mean they've always just kind of had to be underneath our feet because you can't really trust them you know you 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 you, you give them a word and they they think they're a lawyer you 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 give them a a doctor's appointment, and then now they want to become doctors. You you give them a pencil, and now they think they're writers. You know, you you give them a computer, and they think they're going to this to Mars. You can't give them an inch because they'll take off with it. See, this is why I used to tell Josh. You know, he needs to understand that we've always had to think for those colored people. 
because we used to own them. They're not really people. They're just, they're kind of like, like some sort of stuffed animals that, uh, you can kind of train to do things. And the only difference is they'll turn on you. So you got to keep a careful eye on everything that they do, you know, especially if they're coming out with, you know, writings and things about the past because if they tell about the real past that means then those colored people are going to think they're going to take over the world and this is why we meet up in them darn hills yes we got to talk about the mysteries and the kills we have to orchestrate all the things that are going on so that we meet these people scared by the dawn We don't want them to feel empowered. They felt empowered they will take over the world. So no, that's not going to happen in my lifetime. So that's why without a rhyme of a dime, I will make sure that we apply for every single piece of opportunity that's out there and that we continue doing business with our own and we continue supporting them We'll say we'll give them a little bit of support so that they don't think that we're really against them. But we're going to keep on saying no as buyers. We're going to make sure that it's going to be hard to get their product on our shelves and our communities. We're going to turn our noses up when we see them in our coffee shops. We're going to make sure that we tell the other colored people from other countries that come here they're still just like those those darkies here. Make sure they turn on each other. We're going to make sure that we treat them the yellowest of the yellow nicer and the darkie of the darkie. We're going to treat darkie like he's he or, or she is a mongrel monster just like they really are. That's what we think deep down in our hearts. And we certainly don't want our secrets to come out. Because if that were the case, oh my gosh, I think we'll just have to make sure that that, that, that pet whisper doesn't, doesn't tell all of our secrets because that girl, that gal, she just runs her mouth. She thinks she just knows everything about us. She thinks she can go and make fun of us. I tell you what, I've got another thing coming for her. Yes, revenge is at our door. I'm going to make sure that she knows that she better watch what she says. Her business will never take off. Because even though I know Teddy needed all of her so-so soothing hydrator and needed all of her products, I'm going to make sure I never bathe Teddy. I'm going to make sure that Teddy's not spoiled. I'm going to make sure that Teddy's just a barking and a barking and that his hair is just getting thicker and thicker and where he can't even see where he's walking. That's right. Just because of that, it's all her fault. I'm going to make sure that every dog in Colorado stays dry because they don't need They don't need that so-so soothing hydrator. Whoever said a dog actually needed to be hydrated. What does that really mean? They're just a, they're just mutts rumbling through the grass. They don't care about itchy skin. In fact, they love to itch. They love to, they just love itchy, itchy skin. Who does she think she is? Is she trying to tell us she knows more about our doggies than we do? 
Hell, they used to be on a leash. Doesn't she know that? It looks so silly, these these darkies walking a dog. They deserve to have a collar wrapped around them. Yes, they do. And I don't care what you have to say. That's what goes on deep inside the hearts of many. You think this is a joke? Ha 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 ha. It's not funny. Okay. Yes, indeed. I just went down a, a dark cavity from... 1812 from a a artery going all the way back to 1812 and that artery has a timeline which means a family tree that extends into the present okay and so the thoughts the thought processes are identical to your ancestor deep inside the crevices of your heart what we're trying to do is dig deep inside the pureness of your heart because it does re- it, it does exist and allow you to get in touch with your inner child and say to yourself these thoughts that I'm thinking are making me not humble making me overly proud and making me blind and ignorant that's what this conversation needs to turn into in your heart now I am gearing up because tomorrow's a new day and every day is a battle every day it's and for some reason I keep having these thoughts of the grocery store because some of my experiences are just as simple as that you know like why is this like check always like every time I go to King Sapers, I cannot stand when I see these these like black girls with like their kids and they're all in like the produce section like why don't they go to their own stores I mean don't they have like none like another African market or like some other markets that we don't have to go to because like I have my my like family going there and they're like they're like so uncomfortable I'm like, why, why do I have to like always move out of the way because you have like three kids and you guys are touching all of the oranges and you're not even wearing a mask and it is COVID and you're probably carriers of COVID. And so it's like every time like I go to the store with Brad, it's even worse because it seems like it's this always these like stinky black checks with like rags on their hair or like pajamas on and they're just in king supers and I'm like are you even like are you like homeless or do you like live in king supers and like how do you even have money to pay for all of that I'm like I know you're not getting that many like government stops or whatever it is that you guys use I'm like super tired of like always having to you know, like, wait for you in self-checkout when you have, like, 25 things in your bag and you don't even know how to, like, weigh out your grapes. It is so irritating. And I just, you know, like, I thought that, like, when I moved to Colorado, it was going to be, like, no black people, like, no, like, Mexicans or, like, even, like, Asians 
like whatever these all these different like names are they all look the same to me but it seems like in every store I go to there they are and I'm like oh my god like I I live downtown and like there's so many like all these other people so then I was like well maybe I'll go to like a further out store and like it's the same thing and like the only way I don't have to see these types of people is just like if I go to like Boulder or like Lone Tree, but then like I'm still seeing the same kind of people, but like it's not as many. But I don't understand. Like, I thought a long time ago, like everything was so separate, and I don't understand like why we have to shop at the same places because. I feel so vulnerable because I see these guys in these, like, these guys just standing outside of, like, the grocery store, and I know that they're going to ask me for money, and, like, I'm like, you need to just don't ever talk to me because my phone is connected to a 911, and believe me, they are coming for you, so just try me, and, like, every time I just... I tried to like take Muffy in the store with me just so she can be like protection. So like I put her in my little backpack and like nobody knows that like Muffy's there, but I know like it's really kind of stuffy in my backpack. So like Muffy's little nose will just like be like sn sniffing out like sniffy sniffy. And she always starts to sniff a lot when I am around a lot of black people. And I like get so nervous and like my heart starts beating like super fast and I don't know what to do. And I'm like, oh my God, they're gonna, they're all gonna like jump me or do something like throw a can of corn at me. Oh my God. And then like Muffy starts like, she starts like moving in the backpack and and I'm like, oh my God, Muffy, please, please don't, please don't bark because they will kick us out of the store. And like, oh my God, Muffy, you're not supposed to be in the store because I don't have you as like an emotional support dog yet. So it's like, even Muffy knows, like she even knows when we're around like non-white people and I don't even know how does Muffy know. So like, Dogs, I just want you guys to know, like, they know about color and race. Yes, they do. Because, like, every time I'm around those kind of people, a Muffy just gets so freaking scared. But, like, I noticed at home things are really getting kind of a little bit kind of, like, super weird. Um, I have to really admit something because, like, I think it's kind of cool to be honest with you. And it's like... These are like secrets that only like my besties know about and like they have their own secrets of like these really like cool like artifact thingies that you know my family kept in the family like since slavery and like we have like old like brushes that the slaves would make um even like this particular brush that we have, like it's made out of like really cool stones and like different things like that. And like, I guess the story was like a slave girl had like actually made this brush for herself. And like my great, 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 great aunt Martha saw her like trying to like brush her hair as a slave. And she, my aunt Martha was like, yeah. What you doing with that fine looking brush? You watch how'd you know how to make that brush? 
And so like Aunt Martha like took the brush away from the slave girl, beat her with it because she is like a rapid a rapid dog and she had like no right to, to even think of using a brush on her like disgusting hair. And so like Aunt Martha saved the brush and she even kept like some of the blood just to show like the dominance and like kind of show like the power and like the courage and like the freedom that she had as a as a like privileged woman back then and so like we believe like the brush has like special powers so like every time we use that brush we feel like ooh, my hair like oh like I feel like connected to the sun like who and so we know like the brush is like special but like so basically I actually have this brush and I also have like some other things that came from slavery and um I really kind of don't want to talk about it because like making me a little bit uncomfortable um but that brush is really really starting to make me uncomfortable so anyway like we have so many I have so many like cool things from like slavery and I really just I really don't like to tell people because like I know there's like other people that have things like that but like things have been really really kind of strange in my house lately like ever since I've been getting ever since actually that I met like Monique's pet whisper it seems like there's just been some weird activities going on in my house and like all of the things that came from like my great 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 aunt Martha they're in like a really special box and I haven't even told Brad about that because that stuff is worth like so much money like in fact like I would never have to work again because I actually don't have to work but I just do it because it gives me something to do but that stuff is so like so special like we even have like nooses oh my god we have nooses like sometimes we use the same noose because it was like considered like the powerful rope and like it used to like kind of like protect us and you know like we even have like so many other things that we used for slaves and it gave it it gave us a lot of power but what is happening is so weird right now and I'm kind of don't know what to do because a muffy is just barking at night like She's like barking at like something in the corner and like I hate the dark like first of all I always have a night light and candles but it seems like something is blowing out the candles and like Brad I mean he's just really becoming such a hard person to deal with like he's acting just like Chad like I don't know why I keep picking the same like these guys that are like defending black people like what is going on so nonetheless like I'm trying to figure out if the things that are in the chest like I kind of feel like something's like trying to open it and like nobody would believe me and then like some people would just say like well that's all your fault because of what you guys did and like I totally disagree but like I can't even enjoy this new house I bought because I feel like I don't know I just feel like something is with me every time I walk in my house it could be in the daytime or nighttime 
it just feels like there's like a hundred faces of darkness just staring at me. I could have all the lights on and like suddenly I just hear like footsteps or something like are running upstairs and then like a Muffy starts crying and then she starts like hiding underneath that couch and like I'm like oh my god like they are coming to get me like it's just like the painting that I have in my bathroom like all the paintings of like La Victoria and like La Marta and like Ama Alaha all of these like amazing um, ancestors of mine that lived in different parts of the world, they all said the same thing that one day, like the dark ones would like come and I'm so afraid of the dark. In fact, like honestly, a lot of people are afraid of like dark people because they have darkness. Like if you cut them open, they're probably like oozing with like dark demonic like terrible horse things especially like black women like they're not even women they're just they want to be called women but they're really just like animals like closer to like the monkeys so anyway I just I guess I'll go over to um some of the mystical I forgot what they call it, but like the witchy type places so I can get some sort of sage. I'm sure that will protect me from all of the darkness that's trying to get me. And like, I'm just going to get like a bunch of like crystals. Like I heard that if you put like a bunch of rocks and crystals and stones, like no darkness can come near you. And like all of my ancestors can like help protect me from like these dark people. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. And I'm just going to put a whole bunch of crosses up like all over my room. And I know I will be protected from like the dark people because like I know that there's a lot of slaves and like different indigenous PayPal. They call themselves uh, whatever of indigenous. It's like, what does that mean? Like indigenous, like, like you want to be like us like you want to just claim land like yeah right you don't even have the money to claim any land like ever since even Columbus came like you guys were just like doing nothing just looking at the sun and you know fishing and like not even really cooking it just probably just eating it raw like you guys were so like uncivilized and we had to civilize you which is why like we created this like amazing empire that is still around and you guys the brown are kind of walking around like with frowns and that is not my problem but you guys are always complaining but yet like you're not really trying to do anything with yourselves because quite frankly like you're really not a human so that's why you'll never be like us and I'm sorry to tell you that And, like, some of you that are, like, doing things, that's because, like, we've given you, like, access to do those things. Like, we've created, like, laws for you to do things. And, like, that's the only reason why, like, you can even, like, integrate with us and, like, do things with us. So, yeah. Kind of wish I didn't have to go to the grocery store with you, just to be really honest. But I do. So, yes okay so I am I really needed to break that down because 
that is a real thought process that people have. And I'm just calling it out because it exists when people are in the grocery stores. It's as simple as that. And it's kind of complicated because there's a population of people who don't care about any race, which is good. Like, you're not consumed by it. Everyone's living in unity. But unfortunately, when you're living in an environment where there's less and less diversity, then you're, it causes you to not have to, to, to think about some of your microaggressions and some of the things that you struggle with. Then when you do see a person of color, because you haven't, you have not been self-reflecting, you haven't been growing, then you end up showing your 10,000 faces. I am the one with 10,000 faces. <laughs> That's exactly what you end up be doing and becoming. You know, someone that is not used to seeing a person of color. When you, sh you show these little silly microaggressions. And it, uh, I want you guys to know that when you do that, you, you, people are seeing right through you. Your glass... Your glass tower of a, of, a, of a structure is being seen through. You cannot hide. Just like I just told someone the other day. Your energy, you don't have to say a word. Your energy is what speaks. Have you ever met a person you could tell they were not a very kind person? They didn't have to say a word. Well, how do you think you felt that? How did you think you knew that? Is because you felt what? Their energy. So if you're a person that holds a lot of stereotypes, your stereotypes are the just are the reason that you're justifying your privilege and why you don't have to to actually set some reparations in place for people of color. It is your stereotypes about people of color is is what justifies you to not give out any sort of reparations the reparations are not even for you to decide justice should be deciding reparations so why is why is the ball left in your court because you're the one that has has most of the wealth so the reason why you won't do reparations is because you say that a black people are fiscally irresponsible don't even let me get started on that piece. That's a whole new podcast. B, we're, we're not intellectually intelligent or we're, you know, to, to compete. Three, mental illness. You know, not psychologically sound. Thinking, thinking as a child or a, someone that is not even human. Thinking as an animal. Four, uh, other stereotype is just childlike childlike in behavior and understanding and actions not able to to maintain one's own integrity and ethics you know six seven a, you are a liar or a stealer you are an assaulter okay eight nine you you are you are a you will be headed to prison you are angry. 
So all of these things are just little snippets of excuses as to why reparations have not been dished out. Because what the system did was it created a monster. And the monster, monsters never, they don't even know they're monsters. They don't, they can't even fathom what that means. They're just doing what they're designed to do. And that is to destroy. A monster destroys. So the system that we live in is is a destroyer of what? Of dreams. It is a stealer of what? Of souls. It is a it is a monster that abuses people and in, in their and in their inner child. It is a monstrous liar. It is a fear-based mechanism that causes people to stay imprisoned in their own what fears that 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 the fear master has delivered. Fear is the master for those that are attached to its tentacles. You are living on a puppet string. The puppet the 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 puppet master is literally has you has hold of your your hands, your feet, your mind. It tells you how to walk, how to talk, how to think. And if you go out in a you if you go outside of that parameter, you that would never happen because the puppet master is mastering you. How do you cut off those puppet strings? Independent thinking. Thinking what? Outside of the jack in the box. Thinking outside of the box is the way you begin to cut those strings off. What happens when you start to think outside the box? Just like the matrix, something in the ether knows that and your life will start to make start to change. You may start getting even more challenges in your life when you start thinking outside the box. Because now you are considered a what? A threat. Why are you a threat? Because if you get other people to cut off the puppet strings, then what happens? You can't be controlled. You can't be fooled. More importantly, you can then turn your eyes to see who has been controlling me this whole time. Who has set up these these mechanisms of fear and and disharmony and fighting? Who has set these these things up? Once you begin to figure that piece out, then you can live your you can number one strive to live live a good life. But understand, once you start thinking outside the box, you have to decide: Will I be a warrior, or will I be a, a servant? One that is actually not going to fight, but kind of go along with everything else. That is kind of the crossroads for a lot of people. That's why my podcast won't get a ton of likes. Uh Uh-oh, is it burning? It's burnt. It won't get a lot of likes. Yep, so there's a lot of burning houses. Okay, there's a lot of people's houses that are are burning and you don't even know it. 
Put the fire out before it's too late. Before you, you become the next bait. Each of us, I don't care where you're at and your background, are going through some some sort of tension, some sort of challenge. And some people have some other things that are really going on that you you can't even wrap your brain around, but that will be in the next this next podcast. So so stay tuned to part two. And this one is a shout out to the animals living in your house that are having to experience things because of you. Thank you.